This is Michaela McLean, and you're listening to Beauty by Design. Hey everyone, welcome back. Thanks for being here. It's time to talk about 8.30, and I'm sounding a little bit better. The bronchitis is still kicking, so my apologies that my voice sounds like this, and hopefully it's not too much to get through, but... We got things to do. We got gates to talk about. Can't just be lying in bed, right? <laughs> Before we get into it, just want to remind you if you would like a free gate guide to all 64 gates, every deep dive episode, the gate itself, the center it comes from, the circuitry it belongs to, the channel partner, the programming partner, you know me, all the things. I'm a 4 1. My one's going to dig deep into all the details, all the knowledge. And then the four is like, and how do we make this palatable for people? How do we bring in real life, you know, sort of experiences and observations? So each one of these episodes is is that. Take you right to it. Whatever episode your your heart desires at the moment, whatever you're needing to look up. And the way to get it for free is just to leave the podcast, Beauty by Design, a five-star rating and review and send me a screenshot. The email is linked in the show notes. Of course, you can find it all in my Instagram bio at Michaela McLean as well. And that's it. And I'll shoot you over a guide to easily navigate all of that. We're about to enter season three here in just a few weeks, and the entire show is going to take on a different flavor. So yeah, I'm excited. And this is going to kind of be able to wrap up like the deep dive piece into it and really go in a different direction, kind of free me up time-wise for other things that are going on behind the scenes. So I'm excited. And then if you want free charts as well, as many as your heart desires, just pop over to my website, MichaelaMcLean.com. And then you can see like, oh, I want to I want to listen to this one because I have this gate or that gate uh, or people in your life. You know, you can explore them through that. So super fun. And of course, if you're not already following me over on Instagram, I totally suggest it because I share things over there that make all of this more tangible. You can really work with the 64 gates during each time period, you know, the approximately six days that the sun is activating and highlighting that particular energy. We can we can work through it through crystals, oils, frequencies, all the good, 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 good stuff. Feel good stuff. Okay, let's get on with it. I still feel like I'm a little bit delirious being sick, so let's just keep it moving. My friendly reminder every time, don't try to understand this at the mental level, let the sound current, the energy, the frequency of beauty sink deep into your cells like good skincare. Okay, so we are moving through Aquarius. We're actually at the end of Aquarius. This is the final gate and, and 30 actually dips its toe ever so slightly into Pisces. 30 is located in the emotional solar plexus and part of the collective abstract sensing circuitry, which is the more yin, feminine, experiential, intuitive, and receptive side of the chart that is focused on reflecting on and making sense of the past. Abstract is very much, it's the journey, not the destination. It's not about goals. It's not about perfecting things. It's about the experience and then sharing it. The keynote for collective circuitry is sharing. It's an impersonal energy. It's not about the individual or the tribe even. This is about everyone. And the center itself, the solar plexus, all the gates here revolve around the feels. The ESP for short, emotional solar plexus, is both a motor and the energy that it produces comes in waves. You know, you always hear the emotional wave. Everything coming out of here is a wave. And it is our center for emotional awareness and intelligence. 
it also governs spirit consciousness, what it means for us to all be truly one. So every single one of the awareness centers, this this is one that's interesting. It's a motor that's developing into an awareness center over time. But all the awareness centers carry fears and anxieties. And here, the nervousness or the fears are all emotional. And interestingly enough, the ESP also governs the nervous system, our nervous systems. Okay, so gate 30 is known as the clinging fire. It's the gate of feelings. And this is freedom recognized as an illusion and limitation accepted as fate. It's a fear of the fates. And this produces a very powerful wave fueled by desire to feel deeply, nervousness about what might or might not happen. I call this the gate of the deep feels. It contains the potential awareness to recognize a feeling. It's an evolutionary burning, an emotional desire driving you to experience life. So the low expression of 30 is always hungry for a new experience. It can be about having great expectations when it comes to the new emotional experiences it desires. And then the potential to be deeply disappointed when they don't play out as expected. Expecting the next high to fulfill you or quench that thirst, but it never does. This desire or hunger is insatiable. It's an infinite loop. The low expression is living your life trying to get there, wherever there is, right? But there doesn't exist in the abstract circuitry. It's about the journey, not the destination, remember? This energy wants to dive into life and experience the deep end, not just skim the surface, but unfortunately, it doesn't always know the right time to take the plunge. Sometimes it can present as holding yourself back from feeling deeply, not allowing yourself to have or pursue your desires and dreams, and not allowing yourself to experience life fully, holding back, suppressing the passion for fear of disappointment. And regarding the fear of fates, this is an anxiety about external, uncontrollable forces getting in the way of what you desire. The high expression, though, can show up as someone who is pushing collective evolution forward by experiencing life. It's able to easily connect with others on a very deep emotional level. It's so not into small talk. These are not surface people. They're unafraid to go there. The energy is truly empathic and gives one the ability to put themselves in the shoes of another. And when it surrenders all expectations and allows life to unfold, it can bring beautiful emotional depth to the experience of being human. It brings the emotional intensity needed to see a dream or experience become real. And it's the maturity to sit with your desires and know, like, am I okay in just feeling this as, as a desire, as a fantasy, as a, you know, something I hope for, or do I really need to experience it in real life? And then being detached from the outcome. That's so key. Uh, as long as strategy and authority are used correctly, you can trust that life is showing or teaching you what is correct for you to learn and share. Now, there is serious intensity to this gate that is prone to burnout, both of itself and of others. It is the clinging fire after all, right? It's the passionate gasoline. It's intense. It goes deep. It burns long and fiery, right? Um, but it's the eternal flame, you know, it brings the passion. It's, it's, it stays around. Uh, this is my conscious mercury and I can totally attest to all of this, like the high and the low. I, I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. Um, for instance, you know, I'm going to pause here and say my mercury, this is, this is the way that I am designed to think and communicate. Okay. So again, 
you know, this would be a way of utilizing the gate guide and going, oh, what's my Mercury? What am I supposed to talk about? What am I supposed to think about? Am I on track? You know, you can go like, boom, go listen to that. Um, Okay. So in the Gene Keys, the shadow of this one is desire. The gift is lightness and the city is rapture. And looking at the dictionary definitions, as, as I have been wont to do lately, desire, a lot of it is, you know, it's like the root of suffering. And it's really about the attachment to things, detachment to, to the desire. In the dictionary, they kind of mention it as like a strong craving, a longing, a wish to be expressed or obtained. And then the, of the gift of lightness, it is the state or quality of being light in weight, the quality of being agile, nimble, graceful. And then rapture, you know, rapture is like intense pleasure, it's ecstasy, it's passion. But in the Cambridge Dictionary, I love this, uh, one of the definitions is a mystical experience in which the spirit is exalted to a knowledge of divine things. And I was like, yes, we love this. <laughs> so in the Gene Keys, Richard Rudd says, the real purpose of desire is to get human beings to make mistakes so that we can evolve. And that for consciousness to enter form, it must immerse itself deep within the form. Okay, so to paraphrase what's going on in the higher the higher frequencies of this gene key, it's surrender to being human. It's the cycle of desire, but basically holding it lightly, the lightness of being, not taking it all so seriously that you can be in and feel or sit with your desires, but you're not desperately trying to fulfill them because you know that that won't satisfy you for long. So you detach from it. You take a big picture view of the whole thing and see it as a game. Okay, again, big picture view. This is collective circuitry. And Richard Rudd mentions compassionate humor with this particular key, you know, because basically you're seeing through all human behavior and you're just surrendered to the whole thing. And the role of the 30th city, the highest expression, is to literally burn out all desire from our human DNA. He essentially says that the real desire is freedom from suffering, like to, to alleviate your own suffering. It's the desire to transcend form, which is really the desire to become one with the divine, to return to source. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, as a girl with her Mercury in 30. Yes, Richard. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, even, even when I have like things that I'm like, oh yeah, I desire that. And you're like, ah. Not really, honestly, it's so much more elevated than that. I think it's probably some why I'm also somebody why I'm like not like big goals and you know things of that nature is that it's like I just when it all burns away, I'm like, oh, I just I'm seeking God, which is in my opinion, love. That's it. Okay. So it's 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 pretty pretty wild. <laughs> um, the notes, my notes here. This is part of a, an emotionally projected channel. So projector rules apply: seen, recognized, and invited. And importantly, that this is rode out over time. Time is always going to be key with this. So the fears of the emotional solar plexus. These fears are operating in various waves depending on the stream that they belong to. And when you're riding high, not an issue, right? But when you dip low, it's like, ooh, 
crash, burn, you know, every all the low expression comes back with a vengeance. And since it's part of an emotional wave, they can't be trusted in the present moment. Um, unlike say the spleen or the sacral, you know, but over the long haul, uh, the things that hang on may very well be, be the stuff that really, you know, that you can't trust, that you can trust so well. And when I say what stream this is in, this is collective desire, which operates through desire and feeling and moves from peaks to valleys and then crashes when the expectations are not met. And this one is the hope to pain wave. So management of expectations, again, the journey, not the destination. So, so important here. I cannot stress that enough. My sun gate, if you follow this up, 30 is at the bottom of the emotional solar plexus and 36, my Pisces sun is at the top. And so I have, I got stuff going on in this circuitry, in this particular stream. And really, truly the management of expectations and just sort of like falling off the cliff, even though I'm not an emotional authority, I mean, I've got a lot of emotional energy. It's it's a lot. And it's like when you can step back and go big picture and observe it, it's so helpful. It's so helpful to see yourself do this too, you know, and really recognize, like I, I, I've been saying it a lot lately, it's like all of this is very gentle shadow work, you know, I'm always like, oh, yeah, hmm. That's mean. <laughs> That's okay. We love her anyway. You know? That's what we're trying to do here for all of us. Um, okay, so the programming partner here. We have got the sun in 30. That means the earth is automatically opposite in gate 29. That's a Leo gate that would, again, just like this, ever, ever, ever so slightly touch Virgo. These two, interestingly, are always active at Valentine's Day. Okay, just want to throw that out there. 29 is the abysmal. It's the gate of perseverance or the deep within the deep. And the keynote to this one is commits to an experience completely for true discovery potential. So with 29, it's a really beautiful energy, but it can cause a person to overcommit their energy and just say yes to everything, especially if the gate is in red. Because that's coming from the unconscious or design side of the body side of the chart where, where people will do it with no conscious awareness. So overcommitting your energy in places that it doesn't belong out of obligation, and then you can become an air quotes quitter. Why would that be? Because you didn't enter into the thing correctly in the first place through your own strategy and authority. Um, the high though with 29 is it's all about the response process, saying yes to something that's been entered into correctly through strategy and authority. It's committed. It's in it for however long the thing takes. It's a deeply devoted energy, but it's crucial that you are cognizant, you know, that it's coming from your strategy and authority. You're not saying yes from the mind. It's all about experience as well. Uh, you can't plot it out. It's something showing up for you to respond to, and then you're writing the experience out to completion looking back at the end, reviewing and discovering what pearls of wisdom to take away for the future. And the gate that completes the channel is also Aquarius gate 41, forming the channel of recognition. 41 is known as decrease. It's the gate of contraction. And this is the pressure to feel the desire for a new experience. Um, this one, despite the name, it's all about imagination and fantasy. And this is the beginning of the new year in human design. It's the start code on of our DNA. It's the beginning which makes sense because everything ever created in this world started as a spark in someone's imagination. 
It contains a desire, a drive, a pressure to feel and experience something new. 41, though, in its low expression can be restlessness for new experiences that you've dreamt up. It can be ungrounded, living in fantasy land, constantly daydreaming, but not taking any tangible action and being completely disassociated from reality. You could have high expectations about the anticipated experience, which could lead to disappointment if it goes unfulfilled or doesn't play out the way that you would hope. It can also be responsible for confusing feelings and a lack of clarity, but the high expression of 41 is it's it's a super dreamy gate. You know, seeing all these potentials and possibilities, envisioning a new future, getting out of the comfort zone and turning your visions and dreams that the ones that are worthwhile into reality when the time is right and enjoying the other ones for what they are, fantasies that are not supposed to come true. This is also about getting creative when you have very limited resources. So again, back to that I Ching name decrease, the gate of contraction that's starting from scratch, starting from the void, like the contractions that come before birth, before something is born into the world. This is an extremely creative gate, channeling inspiration into art, which moves people to feel something. And I always say it reminds me of like Alice in Wonderland or Willy Wonka. <laughs> like Those are like two of my favorites as a kid. It's still still are. Um, it's just all potential stems from here. You know, you don't even know what's possible until you've dreamt it up. And 41 is a mundane love gate. It's the love of dreams or fantasy, experiencing it through others. Okay, so 41 is the pressure of the root center connecting to the emotions of the solar plexus up in 30. So we've got two motors working together here. When the two come together to form the channel of recognition, it's about feeling divine inspiration through creativity, feelings, and passion. One side has the dream and the fantasy, and the other brings the passionate emotional fuel to the party. And it's called the design of focused energy, aka feelings. So when you hear people speaking about manifesting, right, and I'm using air quotes here, like Abraham Hicks, you know, it's not about what you want. It's about how you think you're going to feel when you get it. So this is a lot about getting into the feeling now, you know, do I need to manifest this experience into the world, right? Or can I get into the feeling of it? Um, also, again, just to stress if you have this, you have either part of this, you have the full channel, you're never permanently satisfied once you get the thing. <laughs> we naturally want more and new experiences. It's just our human nature. So try to relax and enjoy the journey, feel the feelings, dream the dreams, live the experience versus being caught up in getting the thing that never truly fully fills you up. And definitely not permanently. You're meant to feel and experience life in order to learn and share. Again, emotional wave, management of expectations. This is such a huge and important theme with this channel. Management of expectations. This is the big one. It's like builds way up and then it drops off. I always say it's like falls off a cliff, you know. We've got all this excitement of this like fantasy and, oh, you know, it's going to be amazing. And, oh my gosh. And this is what's going to happen. And then it doesn't. Yikes. You know, like you got to rein it in. <laughs> and then also I always say like with this, it's like what sticks around, you know, maybe you have the excitement and the fantasy, but you let it play out. You let the emotional wave do its up and down thing. And then it's like, oh, yeah, well, this won't leave me alone. This must be seen to fruition. This must come into the world. Well, guess what? It's probably not every single thing that's popped into your head. There'll be some thing. 
that's how I feel about myself and my work and things that I'm working on in the background. It's like, this stuff won't leave me alone. That's the best way I can describe it. It will not leave me alone. There are days where I'm like, just go away. You know, just stop. <laughs> like, what if I don't want to anyone? Like, no, you do. You do. Oh, goodness. Yeah. That's me, me and my work going deep. Going deep. Astrologically, this channel would be a very loose Aquarius conjunction. So like super powered Aquarian energy to dream up the future and then the gasoline to throw in the fire and make it happen to see it play out in real life. And this is also happening in the first quarter of the wheel. So it's purpose fulfilled through the mind. So again, won't what won't leave you alone, right? What is clinging on to you that's like, we got to do this. Have a, have, a, have a ponder of that. All right. So do you have gate 30? You're going to look over on the right-hand side. The ESP, the little triangle is aiming in. 30 is on the outer rim, aiming downward. If you have a colored in black, red, or red and black, you have it defined in your chart somewhere. If it's white, you do not have it. But look to the other side to the 41, see if you have that colored in at all. If so, you'll be experiencing the full channel for approximately six days. If like me, you're like, ooh, my Mercury, you know, or your something is being highlighted and really, you know, like the sun is shining on it right now for me for six days. That I expect, I, I would, I'm going to say sun conjunct my Mercury, it's like bright mind. Like all this will happen once a year for everyone. So you'll have, I say once a year, you also have a design Mercury too, but we're not getting into that. We're just going to focus on the one side right now, but it's like, oh, hey, I might have some really bright ideas during this six days. There might be something that comes to light mentally. I might get amazing clarity. This is why you want to know your chart. You want to understand this. Yeah. Anyway. I would love to hear if you have any experience with it. Of course, again, go follow me over on Instagram at Michaela McLean because I share all the extra things that I don't put in the podcast episodes of like how to tangibly work with this energy throughout the coming week. And of course, I will be back soon with more. If you want to get that free guide to the podcast, to all 64 gates, leave the show a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Send me a screenshot. Email is in the show notes here and I'll get that over to you. Of course, if you want to learn more human design, go check out my website, MichaelaMcLean.com. Free guide, free charts, $11 masterclasses, yoga nidras to bypass the conscious mind and more things coming. More things I'm working on. The, the, the gate 30 is, she's hard at work. She's doing the deep work in the, in the background. And there will be things eventually to share. So yeah. All right. Of course, until next time, have a beautiful day.